continuing the sugi here. I'm trying to understand where we learn out two points, where we learn out that by a regular gun if you pay kefal, and ten ten is gun if you pay kefal. And the second point is, by what items do you pay kefal? Is it only by live things? Is it by all kinds of objects, etc.? So we had gone back and forth from the three sets of psukim. We had a pasuk and pasuk gimel, and then we had the two psukim in pasuk vav and pasuk ches. Everybody agrees that pasuk ches in the, the parsha is talking about tain tainis kanif by a shimer that denies that he has the chayfets, and then we catch him with it. That's clear. The question is: Is pasuk vav talking about that as well? Or is Pasuk Vav talking about a regular Ganif? So there's two sheetas in the Gemara. One sheet was that Pasuk Vav is talking about a Ganif, and that teaches you Kefal by a Ganif. And Pasuk Ches is talking about Tain Tain Eskav, and that's very good. We're still going to be left over with needing to understand what is Pasuk Gimel teaching me. If we already know Ganif from Pasuk Vav, so Pasuk Gimel seems to be totally extra teaching me the same halacha, we need to understand that. That's one point. The other point we left is that the other sheet said that no, both Pasuk Vav and Pasuk Ches are talking about a Tain Tain Ganif. You need two psukim to teach teach me that it only applies by Tain Tainas Ganif, not Tain Tainas Aveda, only if you claimed it was stolen, not if you claimed it was lost. And according to that sheet that we were left with, the Gemara at the end of the daf yesterday was, so how does he know that a regular Ganif pays Kefos? The Gemara says on the bottom of some of Gimel Abeis, so uh, uh, let's just read it inside again. Just learns it off from a that wouldn't work because then you'd have to say that if you're learning it out from Tain Tanis Ganif, then the halach of Ganif would be the same as Ganif. And just like a Tain Tanis Ganif, as we said from from it says, it says you only may pay kefil if the Shimer made a Shvua. And lied about the shvua. That's when he case paid kefal. So you would have a havamina. Therefore, if you learned it out to Ganif, that a Ganif also only pays kefal when you catch him, and then he denies it, then he makes a shvua, and then you catch him with Adam, etc. And that's not true. Obviously, a Ganif does not have to make a shvua to be chayv kefal. So that cannot be the makar. So what is the makar? He'll have to learn it out, obviously, from Tana de And Rashi points out we don't really need Tana de over here. The really answer is that if Vav and Ches are talking about that's no big deal because Gimel is left to tell me the halacha of Ganif and that's like the simple pshat in the Pesukim when you read the Pesukim directly it's very clear that Pesuk Gimel is talking about a Ganif and therefore if anything this makes more sense Gimel is talking about a Ganif and comes Pesuk Vav and Pesuk Ches to teach me the further halachas of Toyin Tanis Ganif okay but the Gemara brings in Tanat Bechizke because if you look in Pesuk Gimel and if Pesuk Gimel is the Makar for Ganif Pesuk Gimel says Imatzi Timatzi Biyade Agneva Mishar ad chamor ad se gives three examples of live animals, chayim, and you find them alive, then shnaim yishalem. It does not say anything about inanimate objects. So if you were just to learn it straight from Pasuk Gimel without Torah Debei Chizkiah's explanation of Pasuk Gimel, you would not know that you pay kefal when you steal a watch or you steal anything else that's not a live animal. So we need Torah Debei Chizkiah to explain it. Torah Debei explains it as follows. The Yoimar, he says, Yoimar shor v'geneva. Well, the Pasuk could have just said shor and geneva. Now, the, obviously, the Rashi points out that the Pasuk does not say anything like that. The Pasuk says geneva first, and then the word shor. So we'll have to explain exactly what this means, but we're going to read Torah and then we'll go back and explain it. So Yermar Shor Vigneva Vakal That would theoretically include everything. 
Ilukach says Tanat Bechiskia. Hayisiyamer. No, doesn't include anything. Ma prat mafurish karv legamis bech. If it just said shor, I would think maybe you only pay kefal if you steal something which could be used as a carbon. Avkol legamis bech. If you steal any other animal which could be used as a carbon, a sex, etc., then you would have to pay kefal. But other animals, not okay. Maya shechalahavi. If that was the drasha and it just said shor, and you would say it doesn't mean shor specifically, it means things which are like a shor. That what's the uniqueness of a shor that can be used as a carbon? So what would that include? A set. A set is the other type of animal that can be used as a carbon. So so therefore kishuaim or seh seh So then why would the Torah write set? I already know seh from shor. It's like a little bit twisty over here. Right? I already know seh from shor. So why does the Torah say seh? From the fact that it said seh, Hamani Makayim Geneva, the rabbi is called over. From the fact that it says seh, must be teaching me not only things which are carved with Gavim's Bech, but everything. So well, that's not true. Yoimar Shor Vaseh Geneva Vakol Bechlal? No. The common denominator between Shor and Seh is not everything, but the common denominator between Shor and Seh is that they both have Kedushas Bechor. And therefore, not only things which are carved with Aram even things which are not carved with Aram as long as they have Kedushas Bechor. What is that coming to include? That would be including not only a Shor and a Seh, but, but even a Chamar, which even though a Chamar is not carved with Aram Bech, at least it is Kodesh Bechor. So if that's the case, then why does the Torah say Chamar? We already know Chamar. Must be Chamar is coming to teach me that the Geneva is coming to include everything. Not only Karvel Gamas Bech, not only Kodesh Bechor, but everything. So what do you mean? It's not true. Yoimar Shav Chamar Vasev Geneva Klal. Akol Bechlal Ilukachis Yoimar Ma Prat Mefurish Balei Chaim Afkol Balei Chaim. So it still wouldn't help you. Like we already started the whole question as I framed it. Shor Chamar and Ser all very good, but they're only live. Says the Gemara. Mayeshchal Havi Shar Balei Chaim only live things. So then the pasuk says Chaim. The Gemara at this stage assumes that the word Chaim in the pasuk. Our pasuk shot as we explained. The word Chaim in the pasuk is coming to exclude Tovach. It's coming to exclude Tovach. That you didn't shecht it, you have it alive, then you pay kefal. That's Pashup shot. At this point, the Gemara is assuming that the word Chayim is like a prat as well. So you read it as, if you find B'yad Yaganeva, or a Shar, or a Chamar, or a Seh, or a Chayim. That's how the Gemara is dashing. Now, wait a second. If that's a Pshat, so Chayim is coming to include all live animals. We already know from the common denominator of Shar, Chamar, and Seh that all live animals are already included. So if that's the case, what's Chaim coming to include? So therefore, when it says now these four Pratim of Shor, Hamar, Se, and Chaim, and each one already Ke'ilu included the one before it, must be Chaim is coming to include even non-animate objects, even Anything you steal, as long as it's, as we said, Dover Matal to Magufa moment. Now, right away, you could ask, and the Gemara is going to ask this question, it's a little bizarre that from the word Chaim, you're including things which are not Chaim, right? That um, doesn't seem to fit into the words of the Pusik. We'll get there, piece by piece. So that's Torah to Bechiskiya's Joshua, which is basically saying a long story, but that from Pusik Gimel, we're learning out that a Ganif pays Kefal by all types of things. Now let's take it apart piece by piece. Amar, Amar, Shor and Geneva. So he started Tanamechizki by saying that the Pasuk says the word Shar and then the word Geneva. Now it makes a very big difference, Rashi points out, whether the word Shar is first or the word Geneva is first. When the word Shar, the Shar is a Prat. Geneva is a Klau. It means you steal everything. There's a very big difference between Klau Prat and Pratu Klau. When you have Klau Prat, 
It's aim b'chlal elabash b'frat. It's very, very specific. When it's prat first and then the klal, then the klal is moisifal prat and it includes everything. So Tana Bechiski quoted the Pasuk as saying that it says shor first and then geneva, but that's not what the Pasuk says. If you look at the Pasuk, Imotzin Timotzin Biyadei had geneva, mi shor. So it's actually a klal uprat, not a prat uklal. So what's Tana Bechiski talking about? Mi ksiv shoru geneva, geneva usharu diksiv. Okay. Maybe Tanabi Chizki is giving you like a, 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 a theoretical drusha. He's saying, if the Pasuk would have said this, then I would be like, okay. So, but that doesn't help you either. Why? If it would have said, Shar first, which is a prat, and then it has Gnev, which is the klal, and then he goes on to explain that you would have said that the Shar is only because it's Karv Gamma's Bech, and the says only because... It is Kadosh Babachaira, but that's not true. If it would have been the opposite, Shar and then Geneva, Shar Prat for Geneva Klal. Prat to Klal, Nasa Klal, Maisafala Prat. You wouldn't, the whole rest of the Tanah Bechizki Joshua makes no sense. Because if you have a Prat first and then a Klal, it's Maisaf everything. You wouldn't say only Balich, only Karvagam Mezbech, only things which are Kadosh Babachaira. Prat to Klal is Marbaha Kol. And Visrabilu Kol Mili. So therefore, what are we talking about? What is Tanabi Chizkiya saying that he's making some drush over here that is a klal and a prat? Now, if it's a klal and a prat, it's a mechal elamash prat. If it's prat and klal, it's marb everything. So we're missing something. Ela kedichsivi kami. No, we'll go back to the way it says it. Really, it says geneva and then shar. Geneva v'shar. Says mamimat says hamad akol b'chlal. So then, why would you say akol b'chlal? Geneva and shar is klal uprat. Em b'chlal elamash prat. Oi mar prat mafurish, the rest of it, what do you mean mar prat mafurish? How about a gleva klal, vishar prat, klal pral, em bechal mash mafrat, shar in, midiachrini lois. You wouldn't be marve karv legab mizbech, you wouldn't be marve kodesh babachaira, you'd be marve zero. And you would say that you only do kefel by a shar, maybe a seh, maybe by a chamar, those three things, and that's it. No other live animals even, because that's a prat, klal prat, klal prat, em bechal. Ella, Mashmafat, nothing else. So what is Tana Devechiski talking about? there's a piece missing. Amarava, Tana Achayim Kosamachle. Chayim is not a drasha. Chayim is actually a klal. And now we're actually making it into Samachle, and therefore it's a klal, prat, kal, kamarle. So now we have a klal, prat, klal. We have a klal called Geneva. We have a prat called Shor, Chamor, and Seh. And then we have a second klal called chayim. Oh, so once you have klal, prat, klal, now we know the rule is it's not only what's in the prat, it's things which are similar to the prat. But that's the difference, a very fundamental difference, Rashi points out, between a klal, prat, and a klal, prat, klal. <laughs> By a klal, prat, it's a klal, elomash, prat. By a klal, prat, klal, we are not marba everything, but we are marba more things that were in the prat, as long as they're similar to the prat. Therefore, Chaim is the second klal in the discussion. Even though it wasn't clear from that, that's what he means. Says the Gemara, first of all, says, one question. Normally, when you make a klal prat klal, it's a general rule that includes everything, let's say. And then the second one, the basra, also includes everything. And then the pratim are details. Over here, the two klalim are not the same. The first cloud is Geneva, which includes everything, even inanimate objects. The second cloud is Chayim, which the Chayr by itself only means live objects. So how can you say that's a cloud prat cloud if the first cloud and the second cloud are not Michlal the same thing? 
Says the Gemara, that's no problem. We do have a ton of the baby Shmuel who says that that's okay. They do, says that even if the first cloud and the second cloud are not the same, that's okay. Says, okay. So let's assume that we'll go with that without going into further details on that. Hold on. So I was going to get to that right away. So first thing about it says another question. So now, technically speaking, we have a klal prat klal. Klal of Geneva, klal of Chayim, prat in the middle. But wait a second. Go back to Tanah Debeish. Go back to Tanah Debechizkiah. Tanah Debechizkiah said, what do we need Shar for? We already include. What do we need Seth for? What do we Chamor for? And then he said, what do we need Chayim for? Clearly, if he's asking what do we need Chayim for, Chayim is not the klal. Because if Chayim was the klal, then you wouldn't be asking what do you need it for? It is the klal. Without it, you have nothing. Says the Gemara, his question at the end was, not what do you need Chayim for? His question at the end was, he the beginning of the Pasuk was bothering him. Assuming you're Darshin, Klal, Prat, Klal. And remember, the, the context of this whole Pasuk is Geneva. The two, two Pesukim before that was talking about Tavach Humacher. The Pasuk before that was talking about Baba Machteris. And then the Pasuk could have easily said, And Geneva is the Klal. Chayim is the Klal. You have the Pratim. But one is Himatse. And Himatse, Timatse. Which is a double usher. What is that all thing teaching me? And that was what Tanah Debei was bothered by at the end of his drasha. So now let's reread the entire b'risa of Torah Debechizkia. And he reads it like this. Yarmar Sharva Gneva Vechayim. If I had, we're in the Gemara continuing. Yarmar Sharva Gneva Vechayim. I would make that Gneva and Shchayim are the Klal Prat Klal, and Shar is the Prat. So then you would say everything. No, so you wouldn't say everything. The Prat over there is Shar. So maybe And what would that include? So the wise of writes there. So if once it's at Seh, must be it's not only Karvagamazbech, it's everything. So then Yamar Geneva have a shar vakobaklaw. So make the cloud prat cloud with the shar and the se, and that includes everything. No. The common denominator of Shar and says that the Kalish Babakhara. Says so what would that include? Chamar. So why does the Torah have to write Chamar? We already would know that. And therefore, Geneva and Chaim is the Klaal, and the Prat is Shor, Chamar, and Seh, and that includes everything. Is that only includes live things. What would that include? When the Torah says the extra word Chayim there as a prat now. Remember, Chayim is not, is going to say, where well, we're assuming it's a klal at this stage. So therefore, you're going to be including everything. If that case, says this, this is not in our Gershav, but the Gemara is throwing in there. So now that you're telling me that you're including everything, so then what is he going to be explaining to you before? Iyachi says, wait a second. If that's the answer, so that, if that's the question, then what is the answer? We never really gave an answer. What is the answer? The Batana de is Brisa ended at that. We learned that it was ending with the word Chayim. But now that you're telling me that Chayim is actually going to be part of the cloud, part of it, so then what is he Matsi Timachi Taka doing? 
Says the Malta, Yachi Shapik Akashle, says Mar Bisham Deisle Pircha. Because the way we just explained Tanabe Chiskia, as I already broke to you the surprise before, and doesn't make any sense. The Rabbis called Dover Mechikamaisila. Where are you learning out called Dover, the even non animate objects, even inanimate objects? Miklau Basra, from the extra cloud, which at this stage of the Havamina, the middle mean is Chayim. It makes no sense. Klau Basra, Gufe, Chayim Ksivbe. Klau Pratu, Klau Maikamahanile. So, klal prat, klal, remember, klal prat, klal, as Rashi explains, we always said, if you have a klal followed by a prat, then it's ein b'chal elamash b'frat. When you have klal prat, klal, the second klal has come to be marber things. It's actually the second klal that's the functional piece of this drasha. Because if you just had a klal with a prat, you would say ein b'chal elamash b'frat, and you'd be marber zero. So, which one of these two klal are actually doing the reboy? The second one. The second one here is the word Chaim. How can that be Marbe non Chaim? It doesn't make any sense. Miklal Basa, Klal Gufe Chaim Ksivbe, Klal Pratikal Maikam Hanile, Ilai Suri called Dover Chaim Ksivbe, Bal Chaim in Midafri Loi. And therefore the Gemara says, that's the question. And the answer is, we're going to switch it again. The Klal Prat Klal is not Geneva Vachaim. The klal prat klal is himotze timotze. The klal is himotze. The prat is shor chamor sechayim. And the second klal is timotze. Now that's really weird. Because these two words are not parentheses on the sides of the two klalim. On the sides of all the pratim. Normally it's a klal, then a list of pratim, and then a klal. Now you're telling me, imimotze timotze, which is the first three words of the posik, those two are the klal. And then the prat comes in the Pusik afterwards. After the second cloud. Okay, you don't do that. The prat is supposed to be in between the cloud. How can you make a cloud prat cloud of Yimotsi Timotsi? Amri Vashne close the Smichia Dodinu. You have two clouds that are next to each other. And you can't make a cloud prat cloud out of that. That's not the structure. Amravina, Kedami Marava, they said in Eretz Yisrael, If you have such a structure of a Pasek, You could do that. You could do that. You could sometimes have, when you have two Klalim next to each other, and then the Prat is listed afterwards, you can take it and imagine as if all the Pratim were in between the two Klal. So you have such a drush like that also. And therefore, this is also included in the general rule of Klal Prat Klal. And the Klal, now we answer a bunch of questions now. Because now also the Klal Kama and the Klal Basra are the same. Right? We were debating if that's okay. Here we don't have to worry about it. Because here he Matzah and Timatzah are the same exact thing. We're fine. Klal Prat, Sadi Shor Bene, Beni So now, wait a second. So now we have to go back. So now let's read the drush again. You take the word Shor... And you put it ke'ilu, it was between himatsi and timatsi. Sadi shar ben himatsi and timatsi, la'asuye mai, ila'asuye ba'lechayim, mechayim nafkin. Now, wait a second. We already know, we have four words. Shar, hamar, se, and chayim. Once chayim is in that prat, it automatically includes at least all live animals. So now, what is shar, hamar, and se teaching me anymore? Once chayim is a... Remember, we've used the word chayim now in three different ways. Right? We've used Chaim as the Klal. We've used Chaim as Stam talking about it has to be alive. And now we're using Chaim as a Prat. So if Chaim is the Prat, then I already know all live animals. I don't need Shar, Chamar, Se at all. So what does that teach me? Shar teaches me non Balei Chaim now. Remember, as Rashi points out, Klal Prat Klal is not, does not have to be like similar in, in Din. It just has to be that it's an extra word. 
It's an extra word that it's coming to include extra things. So So if you had Shor and Chayim, what is the common denominator besides being alive? That they're movable and they have intrinsic value in their Gufay moment. Okay, so that's for Shor and Chayim. What is Chamor teaching me now? We already know that. We already know everything. So what else is there? Already alive we learn from Chayim. Shor we teaching me even non Chayim. So what is Chamor teaching me? That it has to be Dover Hamasuyim. It has to be something that we said according to Rashi that you have a simon on it that the Bailim could identify it. So that, again, it's a prat. So it's it's mamayit that it has to be even if it's alive, etc. It has to be a Dover Hamasuyim. Rashi says Dover Hamasuyim in of a Dover Shen Masuyim loy me rubi dashina loy loy mashviyusa right because you could have a behemoth with the simon, you can have a behemoth without a simon. It's an extra word to teach me this point. Siyachi selamoni. Says, okay, but now you're going to get stuck. Because Chayim said live animals. Shor said even non-live animals, which is everything. The only thing you left over to Halacha to teach me is Chamar, which we said the only Halacha could teach me is has to be Dover HaMasuyim. So now what is said doing? You're stuck. There's nothing else to do with the word said. It, it doesn't, we already seem to know it's from Dover HaMatalto. That seems to be the Dover HaMatalto. So what is said teaching me? If you're learning this as a klal prat klal, you're going to get stuck. Because klal prat klal says, you have to be marbe ke'ena prat, and we already did everything there is to do. There's nothing left to do. Says the Gemara, Ella ribut mia veribayhu. Must be, we have to switch this drasha. As we've talked about previously, there are two ways to approach such a drasha. There's one called klal prat klal, and one called ribuy miut ribut. The difference is, klal prat klal, we start with zero and we add on. Rebut me at reboy, we start at 100 and we subtract. If we start at 100 and subtract, then we have to start subtracting piece by piece. And we need more words to subtract all these little details. And therefore the Gemara says like this. Now, why would you make this a re- Now, in general, in Shas, we have a machlaikis, whenever you have these klal prat klals, do we treat them as klal prat klals or do we treat them as rebut me at reboys? It's a machlaikis. Over here, the Gemara is saying, everybody agrees you treated it as a riboy miat riba. Why? Because the two klalim are next to each other. And anytime the two klalim are next to each other, even though we said it's a strange kind of joshua, it's even more than that, because now you don't treat it as a klal prat klal, you treat it as a riboy miat riboy. The double riboy, himatsi timatsi, is not a klal klal, it's a riba riba. Where do we see such a point? It says in the Pasik by kosher fish. It says, <laughs> It says mayim. Mayim means on any water. Okay. Then it says, So it says twice the word mayim. That means in any water you can only eat fish that have fins and scales. Then at the end of that it says, Not only in big rivers, not oceans, but it's not specifically in oceans, but only uh, which are a prat. And over there, without getting into the drasha, Rabbi Shmuel says when you have mayim mayim and then yamim and afterwards, that's not a klalu prat, that's a riboy mute. And it's only a mayim of certain things. doesn't matter what the drasha is, but you see that structure. It says the Gemara here also. It's babayim mayim base pamim and zek klal prat the riboy miut veribo and therefore it's riba hakol. So now let's do the drasha for the fourth time against on the kind of My rabbi, rabbi called Mili. Remember when you start with riba miut veribo, you start at a hundred. 
So now, Shor, Chamor, Se, and Chayim, each one of those is coming to take off one object. And they are as follows. Yochi kol hani prati lomelitz. What do you know all the prati for? Chada lamute karka. Chada lamute avodim. Chada lamute shtaris. So now we have three. It doesn't make a difference which three. Shor, chamor, se, whichever three you want are going to be memayit now. So karka. Memayit evet. Memayit shtar. Because over here we're starting at a hundred and minusing. So therefore it's going to say that those three things there's no kefal on. What about geneva v'chayim? Because remember, the word geneva we didn't deal with here at all. Assuming Himatsi Timatsi is the Klal, then what is the word Geneva teaching me at all? It has to be teaching me something. So Geneva Vachaim is like the Rav. That's going to be tomorrow's daf. The Rav teaches me in tomorrow's daf. Then when you steal something and it changes value, you have to pay it according to its original value. And then he learns that out from the two words Geneva and Chaim. When you steal something, Geneva, Chaim. You have to bring the Geneva back to life, meaning you have to restore its original value. If the price changes, you have to pay the original value. So now we're coming out. That enechadami. According to this man, the Amar, we're learning out kefal from Pasuk Gimel. Pasuk Gimel is a lot more complicated than we thought it was at the beginning. And we're saying that Timotze, Timotze is a riboy, riboy, miut riboy, which means it includes everything has a chi of kefal by Geneva. It only excludes three items, which are karka, shtoris, and avodim. And it teaches you another halacha, that when you pay back to Geneva, you have to pay ke'en shagonav. The, 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 the what? Dava Masuyim. Dava Masuyim. No, Dava Masuyim is included anyways. We include everything. Oh, uh, I assume for the Rebbe. It says the more, okay. But that's all, according to Mount Yammer, that Vav and Zion is talking about Tayyip Tanis Ganif. And now Gimel is talking about Ganif. That's how we learned that out. Now gets back to the other question. If you're going to say that Vav is talking about Ganif and Ches is talking about Tayantanis Ganif, so what is Gimel talking about? If we already know Ganif from Pasuk Vav, so what is Gimel teaching me? According to Tanabe Cheskia, Gimel teaching me Ganif. But according to Mandiyama that says Vav is already teaching me Ganif, so what is Gimel teaching me? He's saying something I can't hear. A whole different halacha. My time at the Rav. We have halacha. The halacha says that when you're moed be knas, you're potter. Anytime you have a knas like kefel, arba those types of knasas, if you are moed to it, you're potter. Now, what happens in a case of moed be knas v'achach What if you're moed? But at the end of the day, we have edim. We didn't need your hoida. Does the Hoidah patter you or not? This is going to be a machlaikis. Rav says, that's what we learn from Pasuk Gimel. What does that have to do with anything? If the only way we know you're responsible is by Edim, then the Dayanim will make you pay kefal. But if the way we know your Chayev is at all because of your Hoidah, even if you're moid and then the Edom come, you're still going to be potter. Prat the Marshiach Now, we're going to be missing a drusher still because we never even said moid b'knasis potter. We have to have two drushes. We have to have a moid b'knasis potter and the second drush is going to have to teach you moid b'knasis for achachach bo'edim is potter. We'll see in a second. 
Okay, so that's what he learns out from Pasuk Gimel. So in that case, what is the other man? And I hadn't know this point. Well, the man of Chavai b'tayin tan is ganif, and how you matzit he matzit mapikle le ganif atzmai marshia tzatzmai And how does he know that moed b'knas is potter? May Asher Yashir and Elohim. It says Asher Yashir and Elohim yishalim shnayim v'loyim marshia tzatzmai. Only in Bezdin makes you chayiv, not if you admit on your own. Okay. What does he do? Remember, I just said we need two droshes. A, Asher Yashir Elohim says, when you're Maida, you're Potter. What, maybe, maybe if you're Maida and then Edom come, you should be Chayev. He says, in that case also, you're going to be Potter. So you have to have two. What about the other one? He's going to be Chayev. So this is the first time in all of this, this is like the Yishlamidas in Bamatsia. Or we go back and forth, we have no nafkamina. There is a nafkamina. Based on this whole machlekas on how you darshan Pasig Vav, is Pasig Vav talking about a Ganif? Or is Pasig Vav talking about Tanitanis Ganif? You're going to be pushed into a corner on your drushas about Maidab Knas. According to the Yama, that, that Vav and Vav is talking about a Ganif. And therefore he's left over at Pasig Gimel. Pasig Gimel is going to teach me Mother Knas Vachach Po Edim is also Potter. But if you hold Pasig Gimel is talking about a Ganif, and Pasig Vav and Zion is talking about Taintan is Ganif, you don't have a second Drasha. And if you don't have a second Drasha, Mother Knas is Potter from Asher Yashin Elohim. But Mother Knas Vachach Po Edim is going to be Chayiv. So we actually have a Lachik Naf Kamina and how you come out with these Drashas. Says Mabit, it's not done. Still a little bit more to do. Ulaman Yamachad Baganav Chaim and Tan is Ganif, that Vavit, that you learn out Ganif from Pasig Vav. Then Afkalai Ganif may Hosam. So now, what does he do with Pasig Gimel? You just said, Pasig Gimel is teaching me. So Bishop If that's what it's teaching me, why does it say, Shor, Chamor, Seh, Chayiv? What does that have to do with anything? The Pasuk is teaching me, matzi ti matzi, if, the, if you admit, then you're chayev. If Adam come, you're going to be, if Adam, even if Adam come, you're going to be potter. Shkoyach. I'm saying, if you admit you're potter, even if Adam come, you're still going to be potter. What do I need all these protim of shor and chamar and seh? What is that teaching me? Says the Gemara, you're right. This is another Tanah of Yishmael. The Tanah of Yishmael says, Sometimes you can have a whole parsha or a whole Pasuk that's repeated. And even though it's repeated, only one or two words in the Pasuk are actually teaching me a drasha. The rest of the Pasuk is quote-unquote extra. But because we needed those one or two words for a drasha, we repeat the whole point. So you're right. We already know from Pasuk Vav, the idea of God of Pes Kefal. And in Pasuk Vav, it already says, Kesef Kalim. And in Zion, by Tain Tan, kind of talked about Shar and Hamar and Seh. So I'm going to talk to Pasuk Gimel about it as well. In the context of Moedah B'Kras V'Achach Bo'edim and Kefal, it also mentioned Shar Hamar Seh. But they were not teaching me anything at all. It's just a repetition of what we're going to learn out from Pasuk Vav and Pasuk Ches. It doesn't seem to matter. It's extra. Who cares? Why is it right that way? I don't know. Obviously, you can dash another thing so it, but in terms of this drusha, we're not concerned that those words are extra. Says the Gemara, wait a second. Now that you're telling me that, so according to you, according to the other man, the Amr, Pasig Vav is talking about a Ganif, Pasig Ches is talking about Tain Tanis Ganif. Tain Tanis Ganif, we said, only makes, only pays Kefal if he makes a Shvua. Ganif, we said, pays Kefal without a Shvua. So how do you know that? Maybe a Ganif Atzmai, just like a Tain Tanis Ganif, makes a kefal only with the shua. So a ganif also should only pay kefal if we accuse him and he denies it and makes a shua and then we bring Adam, then he should have to pay kefal. 
but not without a shua. Some other sokodaitach. The sanya we have a brayso. Yaakov Emer says shnayim yishalem. Shnayim yishalem is the pasuk in pasuk gimel. Shaloi b'shua. You make it without a shua. Atar Emer shaloi b'shua ain't el b'shua. Amei leikachaya. Nah, you can't learn that way. What does that mean? My leikachaya. What do you mean you can't learn that way? We just said maybe you could learn that way. Says the gemara. I'm rabbi. No, because loylech to achmanah shnayim yishalem begadah. If it was true that the halacha of Ganif and the halacha of Toyentanis Ganif were exactly the same, that by Toyentanis Ganif you make a shvua and you pay kefal, and by Ganif also you need to make a shvua to make kefal, so then don't tell me a parsha of Ganif at all. Like we started the daf today, then I don't need a parsha of Ganif. I can make a kavu chaimra. You got it beheter. The guy gave it to you to watch. Amar kra, when you swear falsely, you pay kefel. So l'shalim terei ganav atzmei b'surle, so that he took it illegally, like kol shekain. Ela shnayim isham the kasher achmanu b'ganav atzmei lamli. Why does the Torah tell me that by a ganav it has to pay kefel? I already would know that from tanyanis ganav. The afilu shaloi b'shvua must be teaching me that there is a difference that a tanyanis ganav only pays kefel if he makes a shvua, but a ganav atzmei pays kefel even without a shvua. So everything is nice and wrapped up. One more peek. All these joshes you've been making from matzit to matzit, the chayyim we use matzit to matzit for a different josh altogether. It says, So only if you steal it with your hand. You go ahead and take the object. And the text says, Don't think this means where they found the object. No. It means, did you steal it with your chatzor? Did you uh, convince the animal and pull the animal or, or you know, use a whistle, whatever it is, to get the animal to come into your chatzor? You stole it using your chatzor. So maybe if you stole it using your chutz, you would not be chayiv. teaches me, however you stole it, whether you stole it with your hand, whether you stole it with your chutz, whether you stole it with anything else, you're going to be chayiv. So we're going to use this drasha. If we never use this drasha, then we're back to where we started from. How do you know Ma'adib B'Kasva HaChakayim is butter? How do you know that, that Ganef is chayiv kefal by all these things? Says the Gemara, If you were using it to teach me that any way you steal, any how you steal, it should say the double Lushin as the same Nusach. Himatse, Himatse. Or Timatse, Timatse. Midashani Kra, for the fact that it said Himatse, Timatse, two different words, we can make two drushes. A, however you steal, you're going to be Chayev. And B, Either that Ganif is Chayef Kefel in all cases, or that it is still going to be Potter. That's the Joshua of Gimel, that's the Joshua of Vav, that's the Joshua of Ches. Now we understand Parshish Mishpatim. It'll all be good. I got in Shabbos.